Hi, good morning. I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, something that through no fault of our own or through our own making, we keep hidden, and that in turn keeps us hidden from each other and the world. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow, and while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change our perceptions about the circumstances. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary struggles and found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Today we have a special guest who is a friend of mine through Women's Prosperity Network, and she's got the numbers, the numbers that we all need to know about. And my guest today is Susan Davis, and Susan is hailing from up in New York. Is that correct, Ms. Susan? Welcome. Oh, yes. I'm a born and bred New Yorker. Yes. Thank you, Debbie. Such well, it's such a pleasure here. to have you here. I, I've seen you at, at WPN meetings and whatever. We've not had a lot of time to sit down and chat. But mm -hmm. I just felt like right now with the situation we're in with the virus and emergency preps and everything that we really need to understand our financials. Mm -hmm. And so I welcome you and I thank you. I'd like everybody to know who you are. Um, I have a, a little bit about you, but then we'll go into it a little more in depth. Um, your background includes Susan is the CEO and owner of SDR Consulting. She's been an, is an accountant and business coach in Westchester, New York, and I love this has held the title of controller and CFO in your former corporate life before starting your own business. Susan knows how to bring it in with more than 28 years of financial experience. She's worked with startups to establish businesses which include exit strategies, and maybe we'll talk about that because <laughs> one day I would like to exit what I'm doing. So make the money, keep the money, save the money, and let it flow is your, is your mantra. She's 100% committed to having our success uh, in, financial, in our financial life um, because we have to envision it. We have to see it. We have to set a goal for ourselves so we can be financially free and have some security going forward. So thank you, Susan, for your experience and for bringing what you know to our Stand Up and Speak Up group today. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. You know, it's, everybody has a journey and, uh, which led us up to this very moment, this day today. And it's, uh, you take all of your experience and all of your wisdom at this stage of the game. You know, this is not my first rodeo. And I give it back to uh, women in particular uh, because I find um, that, uh, in my experience, I've seen that women kind of shy away from uh, really looking at numbers or when you mention the word, the F word, the finances, uh, they tend to, oh, yeah, that, you know, and, and tend not to want to look at it uh, like it's something big and scary. Uh, well, that's actually, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Ahead. No, and I, think, yeah. I was thinking about the numbers this morning. If somebody asks you what your numbers are, typically mm -hmm. you think your height, your weight, you know, maybe, maybe your cholesterol levels, I don't know. I don't, my mind didn't necessarily mm -hmm. go towards finances. So can we just mm -hmm. reel back a little bit? How did you get into the business? How did you even get into being mm -hmm. an accountant or a business coach mm -hmm. all those years ago? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, right. Originally, I was thinking of uh, being uh, a teacher. I was thinking of being an interior designer. Actually, I went to Parsons School of Design, and I uh, was all headed to do that. Uh, however, um, I also spent some time at Baruch College, and so I, I realized, you know, which, which uh, specializes in, in accounting, and I realized my skill set was uh, much heavier on the analytical and logical side, and it came easy to me, you know, and I uh, am able to solve problems quickly, uh, not just numbers on paper or now on a spreadsheet uh, and uh, computer programs, but it's, it's actually uh, problem-solving people's um, uh, challenges in their, in their lives, in their, you know, what, what are they dealing with and, and what's always in their way or 
you know, weighing them down. So I switched uh, directives and I pursued my uh, accounting degree and uh, got married and was happily married for the time being, you know, after 16 years. That ended and that was the impetus that changed uh, my life. I went through a divorce and on top of that it was... Um, um, uh, let me see. Oh, I went through menopause at the same time. So it was a really fun time. Uh, I was stressed out and I did not um, come out of the divorce uh, well financially situated. And then 2008 hit with the uh, big recession and I lost half of my clients and I was really stuck. I was $75,000 in debt, credit cards, and I um, always managed to pay my bills. That was really a, a miracle. Um, I'm very good at manifesting money. And so I really had to um, um, do things differently, not the way I was doing them. You know, if you think you're going to solve your problems, solve an issue uh, by doing the same thing over and over again, you know, that's called insanity. Uh, you have to take different actions. You have to think differently. You have to really look at, you know, uh, what you've been doing and the results that it has produced. So, can I, what I can I ask you a quick question? When sure. you were married, who did the finances? <laughs> uh, I did all of the. Um, it was like role reversal. I did. So I uh, bought all the, you know, the house, the cars, the insurance policies, the whatever, all of that business-related stuff I did. My husband at the time, he did the cooking, and he loved to do gardening and all that. And he was an architect, so I was, it was very funny. I um, uh, was in the world of interior design and architecture and then switched to finance and accounting. And I end up marrying an architect. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and it's very interesting today. <clears throat> half of my clients are interior designers and architects uh, huh. because I, I understand uh, their business. And I was also a CFO in, um, uh, in corporate life uh, in, in an architectural firm uh, in New York City. So I, I know that business intimately. Um, but um, I, I really looked at what I was doing and I realized that I uh, was pretending I uh, knew what I was doing, but I really didn't. I had to put, I kept my numbers in my head. Bad place to keep anything is in your head. You know, the mind is very deceptive and will always tell you whatever you know it wants to tell you. Your ego mind will uh, be very deceiving. You really have to know with certainty what's there. What do you have and what do you want? And what is the gap? And what are the action steps that you're willing to take to get there? So when I really knew my numbers, and you know, uh, embarrassing as it is to say as an accountant, um, that um, I did not know with certainty what was really going on in my financial world. And when I did, I was horrified. And I made instant changes. You know, one of them was um, usually it's increased income and uh, cut expenses. And uh, yes, that is definitely uh, the way to go if you're able to do that. In my case, I was. I sold the house. You know, um, <clears throat> as much as I loved my home, I realized on one income, this is crazy to keep it. Uh, and so I sold it and uh, got out from under and um, uh, started a, um, an entirely different lifestyle. I, I also hired a business coach myself. You know, even though I am a coach, you know, at that time I was, I, I, trans, I transitioned myself into a business coach. Uh, so I began to work with uh, a business coach because outside eyes on you um, is, is really where the growth happens. When you're with you, um, uh, uh, 
it's it's not the same when you just are able to um, do do whatever feels good in the moment. Uh, when you are accountable to someone on a weekly basis, and this person really is a stand for you. So having a business coach uh, for support, for direction, for um, really having a plan for you, having a plan for 60 days, uh, six months, one year, you know, where do you want to take your business and your life? So important. I can't speak enough about that. Well, it's, it's interesting to hear that because, you know, I've been in business a long time. I've been doing a lot of different things, but I think the one, the one pause I take when someone says, do you know your numbers? I'm thinking, of course I know my numbers. And I'm like, they're in my head. I'm paying my bills. I'm doing that. I'm putting money away. Um, but I think for me anyway, there might be a fear of what my numbers really are. And I mm-hmm. want to thank you for being the guest today because mm-hmm. my daughter's great about a budget. And we've talked about budgeting for mm-hmm. years and years and years. And I told the kids, mm-hmm. money doesn't grow on trees. You've got to do such, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. But until this past week, I really didn't have a budget written down. And my husband and I, you know, we're in our 60s and we're talking about the future and one day we said, you know, how much do we really spend? How much do we really make? And we're thinking, ah, oh, not that much. And I wrote it down the other day. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. It's so much more than what you think. And even though we're making good salaries, you spend what you make if you're not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how much of this is the fear of knowing the numbers? <laughs> because then we have to make a change. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um it's it's very simple it can be as daunting and terrifying as you want to make it but you really have to be sick and tired and really um just just decide that this ends here i want something else i want freedom i want to have ease and i want money to flow i want to be feeling good about what I have and not be stressed out. And most of the stress is attached to your not knowing your numbers. So I developed a very simple um, um, one sheet of income and expenses. And, um, and I look at it every day and I smile at my numbers because I created it. I know where I am at any given moment. And it is all good because I set it up that way. I set it up so that I win. And it's something that I don't worry about anymore. I have a plan. And I will also mention that I got myself a, uh, my own financial planner because I had one when uh, I was married. And, of course, um, I wasn't going to use the same person. So I got uh, my own financial planner who um, is key to my financial prosperity and my whole financial uh, picture in creating wealth for me uh, well into you know, retirement because women outlive their income. We simply do not save enough. And when you wake up in your late 50s or, <clears throat> excuse me, 60s, and I woke up in... Um, in my 50s and I I realized that uh, whatever I had is gone so I was starting from zero plus being in debt so I really had to um, get a partner that would create a financial plan for me that worked for me and I can't stress enough how important that component is and uh, they want your success and you have to pick the right person that is you know, um, suited for you. So that's really part of, you know, the uh, financial equation. Uh, The first part is for you to decide, you know, yes or no. Are you just going to go on and continue doing things the way you're doing? And then you will have the results that you have. Or if you don't like the results that you have, then work with someone like myself, me, or someone else who can partner with you and show you how to 
create a uh, now I hate to call it a budget I call it a spending plan because that makes it sound um, lighter and more fun and uh, and I don't mean to make it fr sound frivolous it's just that this is indeed how you are spending your money you know so uh, I call it your spending plan and so you know what you're spending your money on every month you know where it's going uh, some you're saving short-term, long-term, and some you're spending. And then you have money left over, some fun money. So all of this empowers you to feel um, you're, on top of, you're on top of the hill here. You know uh, what's coming. You know um, every month to month uh, what your cash income and expenses look like. And you don't have you you just uh, set it up, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, Susan, you made a comment about being on top of the world. A lot of the women mm -hmm. that that I uh, work with that I hear from uh, have lost a lot of money. They've been victim to mm -hmm. uh, some sort of fraud, and they have not much mm -hmm. left, if anything left. And so mm -hmm. they're just they're devastated emotionally, physically, financially. Mm -hmm. And so when mm -hmm. they hear being on top of the world financially, they're like, oh, "That is never going to happen mm -hmm. to me." So have you mm -hmm. ever uh, you've talked about being in debt and whatever from the divorce? Mm -hmm. um, but have you ever yeah. had experience in in losing money or having somebody, you know? take it from you as a victim of fraud, for instance, because I think we're all vulnerable to that. Mm. Um, and mm. if so, how, how did you recover from that? You know, was there somebody there to help you, or what did you do to get out of that mess so that we can, mm -hmm. you know, look mm -hmm. at the top? Yeah, I, um, I've had uh, credit cards taken. Uh, just this week, I had a phone call out of the blue from some... Um, call center um, asking for my credit card number so that they could give me a better interest rate. <laughs> <laughs> and this was Chase Bank. They were saying they were my bank. And I knew that this is bogus. I said, really, you know, I, don't you have my account number there? And I'll call the bank and I'll verify it that way. And immediately the person hung up. So this, these are very scary times that we're living in, uh, no doubt, and especially with um, you know the the pandemic that we're all uh, going through. Um, but um, I didn't have uh, money taken or stolen from me. Uh, there was just um, um, in the in the divorce uh, that. Uh, uh, that agreement where you know um, we basically we split everything, and um, there was not enough for me to live and support myself because I lost half of my clients uh, because of uh, uh, these were bad. It was bad times um, economically, and um, and I also had a lot of debt. So I had, uh, you know, three strikes against me, and I had to figure out a way to get out from under. Um, I can't imagine what, you know, it, it, it must be, it's devastating to have someone um, um, trick you, you know, um, where your, your, um, uh, your trust in people um, uh, has been really, uh, truly shaken, and where you feel duped and taken advantage of and how could you um, be taken advantage of when you're you're a smart intelligent person uh, so I understand the the um, shame around that and the um, just the, the disappointment in that you, you may feel you let yourself down you should have known um, but when things like this happen to us in life uh, there, there is always a reason why it does, that there, there is something um, there as a lesson I have found that everything that happens to us happens for a reason. And, um, and you have to look for that nugget. You know, you have to look at the people that you'll now surround yourself with. And that, that's a great point because I, I know I went through all that. I had to forgive myself for what happened. Mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. I keep going back to if, if anybody shouldn't have been scammed, it was me. But the mm -hmm. reason it happened, it, it happened for a reason. And I know it's because I'm doing what I'm doing now. 
in stepping up and standing up and smiling through mm-hmm. it all and being there for, for others too. Um, mm-hmm. But it is tough. It's tough because you start you start blaming yourself. I, I work with women. Actually, I, when I left one of the shows up in New York, I think it was the Dr. Oz show, I was contacted by a, a woman who's a financial planner, a financial analyst up in the city. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she had been taken for almost $600,000. And she, the only mm-hmm. person she could talk to about it was me because I understood from the heart level. But mm-hmm. she said, Deb, mm-hmm. I could lose my job. And so... Mm-hmm. Again, intelligent, well-trained yep. people are being duped mm-hmm. every day because the scammers yeah. are excellent salespeople. They're really good mm-hmm. at their jobs. They're very manipulative, and they know how to get to our purse strings through our heart strings. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's tough. So when, when we look at starting over again and starting, you know, looking at our bills, because the bills don't stop, and... That's true for everybody right now going through the pandemic. The bills aren't stopping. The rent doesn't stop. You know, the, you still have to buy groceries. Um, we can't rely on the government. We need to start relying on ourselves. So how do you, how do you start you know, rebuilding? And, and what are those you know, emergency funds that we absolutely have to set aside today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, uh, they always say, um, I've heard uh, you could put your money in uh, three buckets, you know, uh, what you absolutely must pay every month, which is, you know, rent or mortgage, uh, electric, heat, water, um, things that are absolute necessities, uh, car insurance, um, maybe you have children in school, you know, but... Um, then you want to look at your soft expenses, like, uh, well, oh, and also um, you have your cell phone, you must have a cell phone, uh, and um, uh, internet connection. Uh, cable TV, you know, a lot of people are looking at that, and they're looking at where can I um, save money? And you want to really look at it from the point of view of not that you're doing without, but that you're saving money for yourself to put it in another bucket in your short-term savings or long-term savings. But this is money that you are, you still have the money, you're just choosing to put it in another category. So it's all about how you think about this. You know, how do you, <clears throat> how do you view this? Do you view it as, oh my God, I'm poor now and I can't, live the life that I thought I would live and envision and enjoy and just do whatever I want. And, you know, um, um, nobody really lives that way unless they are, um, oh, someone who, um, um, Warren Buffett or um, um, Jeff Bezos or, you know, I'm talking multi-millionaires who really, um, even they are accountable but um, you always, always want to know where is your money and you get to decide where it goes in what category. So what I did, since I'll, I'll speak for you know, myself what I did, I looked at everything that I had and I realized that uh, there were a lot of things that were unnecessary. So, well, the house for one, and with the house, you know, and then I uh, started to, um, I um, rented a house uh, because I didn't want to buy one at the time. I was looking to see where the market was going to go. And I have continued to uh, rent. So I rent a, um, a lovely apartment near the uh, Hudson River in Westchester in a cute little village. And um, it's really discovering what is important to you. And that should guide your decisions. And what was important to me was to have proximity to Manhattan and to be close to water and to not have a house on me that it's all on me to take care of this big house. You know, who's in this house? Me, just me. So, uh, and with the house comes, you know, repairs and maintenance and taxes and what have you. Uh, So when I sold the house, I got rid of, you know, all of the, you know, I had two acres of property and uh, beautiful gardens um, that you could have put on the cover of, um, of House and Gardens magazine and won awards. Uh, 
So I released my lovely house, and with that went all of the overhead attached to that and did other things with the money like pay down debt and start a whole new life and create a whole new financial plan for myself. This took uh, releasing what I had and trusting, you know, I know after, after going through something as devastating as someone duping you and you lose trust in yourself for you to take care of you. So you want to look at that as an incident. It happened, an event in your life, and now you are fully awake after, you know, that's like a, a, a one-two punch. Now you are awake and you have decided that this day going forward, you are putting yourself first. You are your number one priority to take care of yourself. And you um, recommit to that and reaffirm to yourself that you will not let yourself down in that way, you know, now that your eyes are wide open. But you still have to be there for yourself and love yourself and understand that um, um, because of your, your uh, trusting heart, you know, uh, this is the way it went for you. Uh, but um, that's not the end of your journey. That's just the beginning of a new chapter in your life. Well, and I, like you, found over time mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. things didn't matter to me, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. My, my mm-hmm. saying that my last suit has no pockets, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm not taking any of the money with me. Now, obviously, it would be nice to have mm-hmm. a little bit more of that mm-hmm. back in the bank, but mm-hmm. I think our experiences are priceless, and mm-hmm. this is a time for us to, you know, get over the fear of what people might think of what happened, mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. it's the girls keep saying, what you think of me is really none of my business which is true. Um, you need to forgive yourself and say, it happened. I'm, I obviously was a good person because if not, then I wouldn't, been, I wouldn't have been taken so much. But good people need to realize that life happens and now it's, you know, pull up your bootstraps. I tell my daughter, mm-hmm. I said, put on your big girl panties and move on. And it's mm-hmm. penny by penny or dollar by dollar. And mm-hmm. it's learning that the big word that you talked about was trust. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. trust back after being taken like this is mm-hmm. very, very difficult unless you have mm-hmm. a support system around you that, mm-hmm. for me, it was my, my parents, and they're on the show right now, mm-hmm. I thank them, uh, or it's children, it's maybe a friend, but the people you think you trusted before may not be the ones that are the best for you. Mm-hmm. And I liked how you said that you you know you got some coaches. Now, getting a coach is obviously going to take some money. But to start mm-hmm. to find somebody that you can really trust and be a buddy to, a financial buddy mm-hmm. that will say, hey, you're on the right track or nope, you don't really need that, you know, that, that's something mm-hmm. we need to, to really talk about yeah. as women particularly mm-hmm. because I know mm-hmm. in the past, the, the old, um, well, I used to be a bank manager and I would have the women coming in, the older ladies would come in and, and the hus- let's say the husband passed away. They'd have no idea how to, back in the day, write a check. Um, and that's why I asked who did the finances in your house because mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. it was the men that were doing it. And then when one of them divorced or died, the other didn't know what to do. Um, and then I had mm-hmm. men on the other side whose, women, whose wives did it all and the wives died and the men came in and they'd sit at my desk for hours because <laughs> they, they didn't want to go home by themselves, but they didn't know what to do. And so yeah. it's, it's incumbent upon us uh, as women, women in our 50s, 60s, 40s, whatever, mm-hmm. to understand how we can move forward and how we can do the savings. I mean, I'm happily married now. He makes the majority of the money, but I'm the one that's sitting here going, okay, what do we need to set aside so that in mm-hmm. 10 years or 20 years, you don't have to be mm-hmm. working 40 hours, 80 hours, whatever you're working, because we are not spending on A, B, C, and D. So, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. And even though, um, you know, you might think, well, how come this happened to her? She's an accountant. 
Yeah. She was heading up a business and being a CFO in another company. And I, how the heck did this happen to her? Uh, you know, I'm a human being. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm a woman. And I'm thinking, well, this will all turn out. You know, I am no different from all of you. It's just that I decided to have it go a different way. And being that I have the skill set, the knowledge, and the discipline that I teach to other business owners, I realized, wow, I got to stand in front of the mirror and talk to that woman there and, and make some serious changes. And that's what, exactly what I did. Uh, I also um, did get a, a business coach, and I did indeed get a financial planner. So I created my team, my support system. So important to have that. Uh, and to have the um, your own inner knowing that you will always be there for you. You show up for you. Yes, this happened to you. Okay, it's done. It's passed. Now what? Today, what are you going to do? What do you desire? And one of the things that I have created is, you know, uh, uh, masterminds and women's groups uh, where, um, yes, business coaching can be pricey when it's uh, private, one-on-one. -on -one. However, um, I have learned through the years to create group programs where there is support and there is a community and there is, you know, uh, learning and uh, things to be had and created for each person as an individual. So especially during these times, you know, I have uh, created some um, programs uh, where uh, women can come in and see, um, you know, after talking with me, what's, what's next for them? What's the appropriate next step? What will feel good for you? Well, that's a really good segue into how can people get a hold of you? Mm. Okay. Well, um, you can get a hold of me by... Having, having your um, personal uh, connection call where uh, I will give you information and tips that are personal to you and, if appropriate, invite you into one of these groups. And to do that, all you have to do is email me. And my email address is my name, Susan D. Robertis, the number 28, at gmail.com. And in the subject, uh, put your phone number and I will call you and I'll also have your email, but I will call you and we'll set up a call and we'll go from there. Simple, easy, easy. Perfect. So it's SusanDeRobertis28 at gmail.com and the subject line mm -hmm. puts your phone number for a complimentary call. Um, Susan, just the basics. I know there are some people that are going to be on the call that have not done anything with their finances. Can you explain the difference between a financial planner and a business mm -hmm. coach? Oh, sure. Uh, well, um, a financial planner is someone who will um, gather, you will gather all of your financial information and uh, so that they know what, uh, what your assets are. Uh, and, um, and they will come up with a, a plan, be it um, with insurance uh, vehicles uh, for protection, or uh, they will uh, invest money for you. Uh, given your financial plan with your uh, risk tolerance and uh, your date of a proposed, uh, quote-unquote, retirement. So let's say you're 40 and you want to be, you know, not working um, at 65 or maybe, or 55. Uh, then, depending on your risk tolerance in the markets, they will figure out a strategy for you uh, where you could do that. So that's what they do. Uh, and they are licensed uh, to do so. And they are also um, able to set up uh, insurance policies, uh, which are also um, investment tools, uh, which can uh, shore up your uh, retirement planning. 
Um, a business coach, on the other hand, um, like myself, uh, I don't um, take your money and invest it uh, for you. I'm not licensed uh, to, to do that. As a business coach, I look at you and your business, how you do, how you do life, uh, how you live your life and how you do um, your business, how you carry on in your business are virtually um, the same. You know, how you do one thing is how you do all things. So I look at um, your uh, way of thinking, uh, your, um, your values, uh, the results that you have been producing, the challenges that you have, and what is it that you'd like to see in your business and your life by, let's say, the end of 2020 and, um, or by 2021? What would you like to have turned around or what would you like to have created so that it's not just in your head, it's actually a reality? And it could be, you know, um, having a new house or it could be um, scaling up your business and hiring more employees. Uh, it's really on a, on a uh, individual basis uh, because I can, being a, um, having been a CFO, I've helped business owners scale up their business, uh, start up a new business, and I've also helped with exit strategies where a business looks really lousy on paper. And since um, banks and uh, potential buyers will look at you on paper, um, I am skilled at, uh, of course, not falsifying documents, but <laughs> by showing you uh, how to correct your policies and procedures and rewriting your policies and procedures and retraining your staff if necessary. I have done all of that so that it really trickles down to your bottom line. And um, uh, I helped one uh, family uh, retire and sell their uh, family-owned business, which was uh, into the third generation and wasn't going to go any further, and, and they wanted uh, out. So they're now uh, in Florida, uh, retired. So, um, so, um, so I think I hope that that clarifies it. Um, uh, I really partner with you so that you are as successful as you envision yourself, and then I always see you uh, as bigger than you see yourself. You know, as your as your coach, I um, get to know you personally. I I see what you're capable of, and I will um, um, be there when you're jumping all those hurdles that are um, really uh, made up in your head as to um, what you think you're capable of. So uh, it all I, it all comes down to to team, and there's no I in team. No, um, that's right. Because in the past, you know, I had I had an accountant. Um, actually, mm -hmm. when when Lou was before Lou died, he was doing everything himself. He he, and then when he mm -hmm. died, you know, I I got thrown into running the company and not knowing he didn't have, mm -hmm. he had everything on an Excel spreadsheet. He he didn't have mm -hmm. the numbers anywhere else, and mm -hmm. a lot of them were in his mind. And at that point, mm -hmm. I got my accountant who came in and put everything on on. Uh, QuickBooks and just cleaned it up for me. And in my mm -hmm. mind, I'm thinking, well, I've got an accountant. I'm good. You know, he's taking care of me. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. an accountant, and you're an accountant, an accountant mm -hmm. is not a financial planner. Mm -hmm. It is not a business uh, coach. No. What's the role uh, of the accountant in all this? Yeah. Well, your accountant will do your taxes. And, um, and some of them will put you on QuickBooks. Uh, some of them won't. It depends. So uh, some of them are certified public accountants, and um, that is um, really um, what they do is um, they do your taxes. Your accountant is not your business coach nor your financial advisor. Uh, they do your taxes. That is what they are trained to do. If you want them to... Um, um, uh, give you uh, financial guidance uh, if your company is is big enough, uh, they will do so, and they will be on retainer. However, the the average entrepreneur 
and business owner has their accountant. Um, they meet twice a year maybe, and they do their taxes. And it's up to you to present that package to your accountant so that they can file your taxes timely for you. A business coach, uh, on the other hand, is working with you ongoingly, uh, and they are, um, you know, when I'm working with you, I, I know uh, your financials, um, and being an accountant, I can read your financials, and I will tell you and show you what's not looking so great and what could uh, need room for improvement. Or based on what your goals are, I will help you um, have uh, more clients, uh, steady cash flow. Uh, that's really uh, where I excel. It's really having my clients have consistent cash flow so that they don't worry month to month uh, as to, you know, how do I pay the bills? You know, how am I going to make this work? Right. Your accountant doesn't do that, nor does your financial planner. Uh, but uh, someone like myself, that is, you know, that's my wheelhouse. And I will show you uh, what you need to be doing. And I'll also show you and teach you how you need to be thinking about this so that the money can come to you and not uh, be blocked by your own way of thinking. I loved how you said that you, you manifest money, and, and I've done that in the past, mm -hmm. but I've also mm -hmm. manifested into somebody else's pocketbook. Um, so yeah. it, it really is quite quite interesting, and, and it's all mindset. It's it's all in mm -hmm. how we, we look at things. Yeah. And I like how yeah. you say uh, you're, it's a spending plan rather than a budget, because mm -hmm. sometimes we need to curb our spending so that it fits mm -hmm. into our plan. And you won't yeah. know how to. You won't know that you have to do that until you actually see the numbers mm -hmm. and see how yeah. how mm -hmm. expensive groceries have gotten or how expensive mm -hmm. your telephones have gotten. Um, mm -hmm. And then you know start because yeah. how many times do we think about our our grocery bill while we're in the grocery store? Oh yeah, right. especially That's if you're hungry. <laughs> well, right at the end of the month, maybe you'll look at it. Maybe, you know, but most likely, uh, no. What will get your attention is um, that you don't have the money that you thought you would have. And then it's really time to um, sit down with someone um, and look at it um, and, um, and have uh, someone partner with you where it's okay to look at it. It is yours and to... <clears throat> Excuse me, and to trust yourself that you're going to take care of yourself, and you're now um, maybe you're you're going to decide to uh, work with someone to help you get to where you'd really like to be, which is in a no stress zone. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be lovely for all of us? So, Susan, it is. We're, I love having conversations with you. I am going to open it up to questions and answers. Or, well, questions from our from our audience if they'd like to come in. This is always a challenge for me, and I don't know why. Hang on a second. We have wonderful people listening to the show. If you'd like to ask a question, I believe you hit star six, and then it may prompt you to do a one. That'll put you in queue here. And uh, come on in and ask Susan any question. I'm putting it out there. Any question that you would like. <laughs> Just come on into the queue and, and ask. Um, she's got some great ideas, guys, about, you know, about where we go from here and how we take stock of, of our present so our present condition, our present status, so that we can move forward in a very positive mm -hmm. way. And we all need, I, I hate the word help, because... Um, well, we hear that too many times. Help is not a positive word. We need coaching. We need a team to help us move forward in the things that we're doing. And, uh, and I, I really I appreciate you, you know, Susan, for being here and giving us that information. Um, I don't know. Okay, is Peggy there? I was going to have Peggy come in. Dr. Jack is on the phone. Dad, I want you to, to do me a favor. Hit star six and one. I want to see if you can come on in. See, I can pick up my parents. Um, if not, I'm going to open it up to everybody. Oh, Charla came in. Let's see if this works. Hey, my dear, are you there? Charla. 
Hello? Hello, this is Charla. How are you? It works. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I had it on mute, so it takes a second there. I just, uh, it's so funny. I, uh, there's a meme that just popped up on, um, you know, Facebook has, uh, certainly they just pop up here and there. It says, faith check, God never gives you a dream that matches your budget. He's not checking your bank account, and he's checking your faith. <laughs> and so I, I was like, I like that you incorporate the mindset that, uh, you know, we, you know, I believe that most of us, uh, at least in this environment where we've met with the WPN and all that, we most of us believe that there is no lack. There's a, a, a huge amount of abundance out there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and when we have the faith to, to just, uh, you know, uh, read the science of getting rich and ask, believe, receive, I believe, you know, we have, there, there's no lack. And every single one of us has been provided for up to this point, even if you're living in a gutter and you can take a deep breath, you're provided for, right? So somehow <laughs> we're still alive on this side of the dirt, breathing free oxygen. So I don't know, really, yeah. it's not really a question. It's just a philosophy that even with all of that, because that's, you know, truly, faith. Uh, is, I mean, it's just. I believe that's uh, the the world's, the universe's way, or God's way now to provide, keep providing for us. And your structured way, some something to give us some management around it. I believe is what where your expertise comes in. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it, there is structure and. Uh, I believe that um, um, having structure is not restrictive. It isn't bad. It actually allows for us to have more freedom uh, because we're just not flying blind. We know with certainty that this is so. And then we can just have it, you know, then then just let it go. You know, just um, not um, uh, wonder about it or fester on it. And then your mind has uh, got uh, that open space that was taken up by all that worry and all that thought attached to that. Now it's free to think about other things. You know, you have space in there <laughs> in your mind, and other things will come to you. You will be, um, let's just say, if you're creative, you know, and if you're uh, worrying about uh, money and expenses and all of that, uh, you you find it very challenging to be creative when you're in that space, you know. And um, the stress over money, you, yeah, one of the highest yeah. stressors. Right, yeah. right. So you know, reading a reading a book um, is is helpful, um, and it's uh, most important to be in a uh, community of uh, like-minded people who are all looking to rise. They're all looking to take their life to the next level, whatever that is for each individual, and they are working with someone who has done that and is able to mentor and teach, coach and guide uh, them to each of their desired outcomes. That, yeah, so, and and I truly acknowledge that that's you know you're talking mostly uh, in a lot of ways just about accountability and and partnership and teamwork mm-hmm. which uh, you know has always been already been mentioned so i just i just mm-hmm. like to uh, i just wanted to just point that out a little bit that we there is no lack there is enough out there for everyone and there's you know we're not in competition we're in you know cooperative mm-hmm. mindset now and I, I, this is something that's been in my mind for many, 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 many years. I read it, I think, in Ann Landers or something back when I was probably in my 20s or 30s. And um, it was a, a, the, the lady, um, this girl's aunt, had made every single solitary plan for her, her end of life. She had planned everything. She had everything in order. She had it all uh, just in a package that, you know, here's, this is, and then, it's just she was able to give it to her relatives and say, this is this is what I choose. Everything's in order. It's all paid for. And then she was free, like you talked about, mm. to just go 
live her life until the time came that it was needed. And I just thought it was, I just think it's such a beautiful gift that you give to your family mm. when you do that. Mm. Well, that that is so true, Charlie, and that's, that's true about everything, uh, getting ready for the end of life. You know, if you talk about it now when you're happy and healthy, you can just put it behind you and not worry about it at all. But I think mm. it goes back to being afraid to talk about it because it might happen. Well, here you go, folks. It is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> and make it easy on mm-hmm. yourself and on your family and deal with it right now and get it done and then put it behind you. So, that has been my goal for all those years. It hasn't happened yet, but, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's where Linda Fostex and Get Off the Worry Go Around comes in, you know, Linda's icebox and, and just getting it all out there and, and getting yourselves prepared. And do it one step at a time. You can't eat that whole elephant, you know, exactly. in one bite. In one bite. So, Charla, thank you so much for being with us. I'm Actually, I'm flying to Dallas Wednesday. I'm looking forward to meeting you next week. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not forget to, you know, remind me. Get, I've, I've got you on my, on my phone. As I'm flying, I'm going to be texting you. So I'm looking forward to being out in Texas. So thanks so much for being with Fantastic. us. We appreciate you. Great call. Blessings. Thanks, dear. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. All righty. So we also now have Peggy Lee Hansen. Peggy, are you there? Let's see if she can hear me. Peggy? Peggy, Peggy? I am here. Hey, dear, welcome. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm great. Oh, so wonderful that you joined us on this call. I try to get on most weeks with Debbie and her Thursday mornings. And then I couldn't miss this morning. (laughs) Well, we certainly appreciate you being here, Peg. Yeah. So, you know, the, the financials and um, I, you know, that's kind of where I'm into now and I am at the point where, and Susan knows this too, that, you know, I'm ready to choose a bank to tie my business account to. And um, so, um, and the finances are, are really at the forefront and, uh, you know, dividing up into the different accounts and, you know, so that you have your taxes covered, you have your play money covered, you know, and all mm-hmm. different sorts of things. So what do you recommend for setting up those types of accounts? Do you have them at different banks? Do you have one bank and just set up mm. like a savings account? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so it depends on uh, what these accounts are for. Uh, if it's... Um, uh, and also, uh, how much access do you want and need? So, uh, for example, um, you might pick a, a major bank, which is in every city, uh, so that if you travel, you know, if you do travel a lot and you need access to the bank to actually go, go to the ATM or, you know, or just uh, for your own comfort level, uh, depends on how you do banking, your banking. A lot of people do it online. Uh, but you want to look at um, how are you going to use this bank. And if you, do, uh, if you don't need a large national bank, do you just need uh, a local bank where you live, where um, you have a relationship uh, with uh, your local banker? And uh, if you have a business, um, uh, do you envision uh, having a line of credit at some point? You know, um, so it depends on what your uh, overall plan is. You know, what is your intention? If it's just to set up a checking and savings, um, then, you know, uh, of course, every bank will accommodate you as far as that goes. Uh, do you want them linked? So you can transfer money back and forth. Are there fees attached to that? You know, these are all things that you want to check into. Uh, And if you don't want your savings attached to your checking because you know your personal habits that you'll just keep transferring from your savings into your checking, then uh, perhaps it needs to be in a separate bank. You know? So... Mm -hmm. So you you need to look at um, 
uh, and ask yourself, you know, these questions before you choose uh, and uh, see what's going to fit in with your intention. Those are really good suggestions. Yeah, yeah, now I'm thinking absolutely. about, I've, I've got a company, my company accounts are in, in a big bank um, and then mm -hmm. I've got some personal stuff and my nonprofit is in a smaller bank uh, where you mm -hmm. do have the relationship because I find with the big banks, as a former banker, I don't like mm -hmm. going into banks and you no. can't really do it right now anyway. <laughs> I don't like dealing with big banks. I don't like their fees, etc. But having the access to it when I travel mm -hmm. is very important. Yeah. So yes. that's, that's really good mm -hmm. information. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank mm -hmm. you oh, for sure that, Susan. I think okay. um, uh, having, your, having a personal relationship with a bank is important, and the local banks want your business, you know, uh, as opposed to um, a, a national brand. Um, of course, they want your business too, but if you are a small business owner, you want to be in a bank that values you, you know, and, and they'll and watch out for you too as far as a, a victim mm -hmm. of fraud if mm -hmm. i well i was too smart i was too smart for my own good cuz i was a former banker but most people <laughs> if the if your local banker who becomes your friend mm -hmm. if they know mm -hmm. what your history is and what your spending mm -hmm. normally is and they see something mm -hmm. unusual they will bring it to your attention mm -hmm. much faster than mm -hmm. a large bank right. who sees you as a number so yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah. Important. and also if Peggy, uh, if you're um, in a networking group, uh, business networking group, um, there probably is a banker in the group. Uh, now you know networking is all online; it's all Zoom. But um, you you want to interview uh, them and see are they a fit for you? You know. Yeah, another good point. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Peggy. It's always great to have you here. Great yeah. to be here. Have fun Stay with the, the grandkids. Yeah, thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care, honey. We have one more caller, and I did get my dad to come on in. Let's see if mom <laughs> and dad are there. Dr. Jack, you on? Yeah, I pushed the wrong button, and it threw me off. <laughs> you disconnected. <laughs> well, yeah. welcome, Dr. Jack. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed your your guest. That was very nice. And oh, as a as a ninety year old dad, and you've been through a lot. Um, mm. What what it, what would be your your take on finances, Pop, and talking about them or not, or you know, how have you gotten to where you are, really briefly? Well, I was thinking to myself that you might ask a question like that. So what I said was. I'm 91 years old. I used to be a practicing doctor. I used to have a couple of houses. I had a couple of cars. I'd go into a couple of country clubs. And now I don't have any insurance, no retirement, no nothing. I'm working my fingers to the bone. And what did I do wrong? <laughs> he works for me, everybody, and I'm a slave driver as a boss. <laughs> okay. I was I was. <laughs> I'm wondering about that. <laughs> he's got the best job because he's got me as his boss. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Great. That is but so it's good true, Dad. I mean, if you go back, mm -hmm. Dad, you retired at what, 55? Uh, 50, yeah, 55, 56. 55, 56. Not ever mm -hmm. thinking you would live to 91, given family history, right? Mm. So it is... This is a case in point of preparing for the future because we're all living a whole lot longer than our grandparents did. Oh, yes, without a doubt, especially women. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. women. Mom's in the background mm -hmm. laughing. Mom's 85. So mm -hmm. as, mm -hmm. as we take care of ourselves physically and, and mentally mm -hmm. much better than they did years ago, you know, mm -hmm. we've got to prepare financially so that we can be around, you know, have money in our bank account to match mm -hmm. our longevity life-wise. Mm -hmm. So, Pop, mm -hmm. I'm really glad you and Mom are here. I love being with you. Um, and I love having you work for me. So there's a purpose in working at 90, everybody. You know, we all think we're going to retire at 65 or 70, 
but dad is the greatest asset to my business because of his experience and his fun and his time that he can spend talking with my customers. Yeah. And no, I found out that no, their unemployment will pay me more money by hundred dollars than I'm Stop giving. Stop it. I may change my mind about my next profession. All right, all right. I'm retiring you from this phone call, Pop. Have a great day, and I'll see you all later. Thank you. Okay, he's down. All right. Wanting to say that if you're doing what you love, it's never it's it's never work. It's simply an extension of who you are, and and so that really is the object of the game, you know, to uh, be in that lane where you're doing what you love and you're getting paid for it. Absolutely. And it's fun. And for me, being able to work with my mother and father every day, they live 10 minutes away, has been a blessing. And that came about after the scam and after my husband died. So after all bad, and I'm doing the air quotes, comes some really wonderful good. So, mm. Susan, thank you so much. I can't believe the hour is already over. I really appreciate mm -hmm. the information you gave to us, and I encourage people to contact mm -hmm. you um, by sending you an email at susandrobertus28 at gmail.com. Uh, have that complimentary call with Susan, and really take mm -hmm. into consideration mm -hmm. that it mm -hmm. takes a team to get mm -hmm. to, where, to where you want to be in the future. So thank you, yeah. my dear. I, I appreciate you being with us. Um, I want to thank everybody for being here and for listening to Stand Up and Speak Up. We are dedicated to encouraging you to remove the mask of embarrassment and to being your best self. If any of you know someone or you yourself have been a victim to fraud or scam, report it to anyscam.com or the FBI at ic3.gov. Remember to join my Facebook group, Stand Up and Speak Up, for special information and replays. And go to my website, thewomanbehindthesmile.com. Got some great information, and there are always the replays of this, of this broadcast. Please be sure to join us each Thursday at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Stand Up and Speak Up. This episode has been sponsored by BenfoComplete.com, a vitamin supplement company that supports happy and healthy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. Again, thanks everybody for being here today. Go out there, be safe, be healthy, and have a great week. Thanks, Susan. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Have a prosperous day. Thank you, dear. <laughs>